Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. We would be honoured if you would join us. Hello there indeed, Star Wars fans. Welcome back to Spark of Rebellion, your weekly Star Wars podcast, bringing you the latest news and everything from the galaxy far, far away. This is episode 72. Hope you're all keeping well and staying safe. My name's Gary, your host for this week. Unfortunately, Mark is not here. He's continuing to sort out his house stuff. Our lad's moving house at some point. So uh, he's off sorting that out. And it's me. I'll give you a slightly shorter one this week. You don't want to hear me rambling on for too long. But we're going to do some gaming stuff this week. There's been a couple of cool trailers landed recently for um, the Lego uh, Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, and a trailer for the single-player stuff in the upcoming Star Wars Squadrons game. So it's going to be cool to talk through a couple of those uh, trailers that have landed recently. And uh, we've also got um, a couple of tidbits from things like uh, uh, some Mando Series 2 uh, updates uh, and a small update from Kathleen Kennedy on the future of the Star Wars film. So we're going to see what all that jazz is about. Uh, so before we crack on with this week's show, remember, you can subscribe to us on whatever podcast app you listen to your podcasts on. Just do a search for Spark of Rebellion or head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen There'll be links there to go off to the various podcast networks and apps and whatnot. We'd love to have you as a subscriber. And if you've got a minute to leave a rating or a review, that'd be awesome. It helps us out loads and loads. We're on the socials too, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Again, there are links on the website or just uh, do a search of Spark of Rebellion. Come and give us a like and a follow over there. We chat Star Wars throughout the week. And we also have a Patreon too. Uh, if you want to support the show, if you like what we do here, you like listening to us to waffle on about Star Wars, uh, we'd love your support over there. Everything goes back into the show. You can jump on at various tiers from a dollar upwards, get yourself some SOR swag, etc. So just head over to patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion. Right, with that being said, let's crack on. So the first one is a small update for The Mandalorian Season 2. So we've been, Mark and I have been chatting over the last few weeks around or the last month, actually, around when we think uh, the Mando Season 2 is going to drop. Uh, there was rumblings around it being the beginning of October. There was rumblings about it being delayed and all that stuff. Mark and I thought that uh, it would probably land in October still, but towards the end of the month, and that's exactly when it's going to land. So on Disney+, Plus, as expected, uh, obviously, uh, it's going to land on the 30th of October. So not too long to wait actually, a couple of months away. So I assume, rightly or wrongly, that that's a, a, a global date for that. It's going to land everywhere on the same day. It'd, be, it'd suck if it didn't, but yeah, The Mandalorian Season 2 
uh, is going to land on October 30th. So really hyped up about this one. Uh, it's one of the things that's kind of keeping us going in between whatever they're doing <laughs> with the films and whatnot. And uh, yeah, I think it's just very cool to have, because uh, we've spoken about the Mando 2 for many months now, about casting rumours, around what we think they're going to do with other characters from the Star Wars universe, where they're going to take the direction of the character of the Mandalorian himself, uh, his sort of refreshed uh, uniform and outfit and all that stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see what they actually do with it because they've been pretty good with leaks and stuff. We haven't seen, up, you know, apart from the odd set photo, stuff like that, we haven't had any big hard leaks, which is great. So uh, the other question that I have is, I'm not sure if they're going to do like a like a dump of the whole season like they do with things like uh, I don't know like Stranger Things and stuff where they just dump the whole season and you can binge watch it or spread it out yourself whatever um, yeah so I'm not quite sure on that uh, if memory serves correctly they did it weekly uh, for season one so we'll see what's going on with that but anyway good news that that's finally been confirmed we have an actual date Surprising as it may be these days, we have an actual proper concrete date from Disney about something that's coming out, which is great. So October 30th, that is going to land. And uh, so a few days ago, uh, Kathleen Kennedy uh, was in an inter interview with uh, The Wrap, uh, therap.com, and she was talking about, obviously, Lucasfilm and Star Wars and so on. And... Uh, she was basically given a very small update about where they're going to take the direction for the the newer films and, and whatnot. And she basically said uh, that uh, they want to dive back into, sort of take a step back, it sounds like, and, and dive into like the original uh, influences and early days of George Lucas's stuff um, before they actually start cracking on with these newer films. Because as we know, there are rumours and, and things around... Uh, new trilogies that are being worked on, new standalone films, all of that jazz. So what she said, and she, I'm quoting here, she said uh, uh, that the, keen, uh, the team are keen to step back and really absorb what George Lucas created uh, before they officially start working on these newer films. Uh, she said, that's what we've been doing and we've had a great deal of fun doing it uh, and meetings with lots of different filmmakers and talent. There are so many fans out there and so many filmmakers that we have uh, that have been influenced by Star Wars for so long that it's a fantastic opportunity to get a sense of who wants to be a part of this. She goes on to say that stories have been told within the universe over the last 40 odd years and there's now the realisation that this is a mythology that actually spans about 25,000 years. When you really start to look at all the different stories that have been told, whether it's in books and games, uh, etc., so uh, it sounds like, uh, uh, to me, this is, a this is a great idea. This is a great thing. It sounds like they're not just steamrolling ahead with just making Star Wars films for the sake of making them. Um, if we think back to the early days of the Disney buyout and stuff with old Bob Iger and his timetable for Star Wars films, it was very much a, we have to stick to a schedule. It's going to be a main saga film and then the following year a spin-off, and then we're going to alternate it like that, and we're going to have all these different things, and it was very much, uh, it was very sort of Marvel-esque, planning out how they do with their phases and movies and stuff. Whereas now it feels like, from what Kathleen Kennedy is saying, that we don't just want to uh, 
keep our foot on the gas and just you know plow into a story that might not necessarily work it sounds like they're taking more time to actually go back to the roots of star wars and the early days of when george lucas was doing his thing and uh and yeah so i think this is a great move i think if uh, i'm more than happy to wait longer for them to sort of reflect on on star wars as a whole and analyze the whole thing and what they want to do from uh, a, a narrative point of view with whatever era they decide to go because she does say that the mythology spans about twenty five thousand years i think that's incorrect guys please correct me if i'm wrong but i was under the impression that star wars spans more like forty thousand years so double what she's uh what she's talking about i could be wrong but yeah anyway it doesn't matter um she's she's essentially saying that uh they just want to have a rest, it sounds like. Get their heads together and see what they want to do. But the thing I like about this the most is the uh, where she talks about um, uh, stepping back and really absorbing what George Lucas created. So that sounds great to me. And it also possibly feeds into what Mark and I were saying a couple of weeks ago about is George Lucas you know, up for a bit of a comeback? Uh, is he going to come back to Lucasfilm and spearhead some of these trilogies and movies and whatnot? Uh, so it kind of sounds like it's going to feed into that, possibly, which is great. So there we go. That is a couple of newsy updates that I thought were worth mentioning this week. Uh, the Mando Season 2 dropping 30th October and Kathleen Kennedy essentially telling us that uh, some of the um, upcoming projects are going to be uh, not sort of forced into production, which I know a lot of fans want. I know you know a lot of Star Wars fans are eager to get new films and whatnot, but... You have to sort of give these things, especially after the wrap-up with The Rise of Skywalker and all of that stuff that we all know about. Um, I think it's important to uh, to reflect on, on what you actually want to do rather than just not necessarily uh, chase the dollar, but, you know, you've got to get your, your ducks in a row. And that's enough office analogies for me. Right, let's move on to some gaming stuffs. The first thing I want to talk about is the Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga trailer that dropped last week so this was amazing timing so uh, not last week because I wasn't uh, on the show last week with Mark but the week before uh, when Mark and I did our bants our little intro Mark uh, asked me how I was doing I said I was bummed out I said I was miffed because uh, the week before that we had spoken about actual physical Lego and I had finally appeased Mark and his and his uh, ongoing slaughter attack on me uh, for not building my Lego set that he got me for my birthday. So after I told him that I finally built that and we had a little chat around Lego, it got me thinking about the the Lego Skywalker Saga game that was announced earlier on this year. Well, it was announced last year, and then we had some details drop this year and some new artwork for the covers and everything. And uh, I was under the impression that, you know, like many of you guys, that it was dropping this year, but alas, nothing came. And then as timing would have it, after we recorded that show, they then go and drop a bit of an epic trailer for the upcoming game. Now, the trailer is amazing. I'm going to get onto a couple of bits in the trailer. It does look amazing. The only thing that's worth mentioning straight off the bat is that we're not going to get it this year, which is a bit of a... Yeah, I know some people get bummed out about game delays and so on. If it's not, if it's not like an inevitable thing, as in... Um, like some game studios they very rarely have delays and stuff you think about um, games like Call of Duty and stuff we typically get them around like games like Call of Duty FIFA um, 
the Madden games, those sort of things. We typically get them land around the same time each year or whenever the update lands, and you're fairly safe if you want to pre-order. You're, you're, you're fairly safe on that, that you're going to get it uh, at the time that they've originally announced. With, uh, with the Lego stuff, to my knowledge, I don't remember them having any delays on the previous games too much. Uh, especially the Star Wars games. I remember seeing trailers years ago, going back to like the old uh, Xbox 360 days, and I say old, um, <laughs> going back a little bit uh, to the like, previous generations and seeing trailers for those and, and pre-ordering and getting them pretty much on the date and stuff like that. So it's worth kind of noting that, yes, it's a bit of a, a bit of a bummer that it's going to be delayed until next year. Apparently, it's uh, we don't know the exact dates. They never release the the exact details of these things. But all it says is it's going to launch in spring 2021. So that could be uh, what would spring be? Could be March, could be April, beginning of May. Uh, not sure. So it's going to be around that time anyway, which is great news. Because and the reason why I say it's great news is because I would rather I'd rather wait another six seven months. Actually, what are we now? September. Uh, yeah, I'd rather wait another six months or so and have a really nicely polished, well-playing, you know, minimal amount of bugs and glitches and everything. I'd rather have that type of game and enjoy that fully rather than a rushed game and then it's, you know, all the developers are absolutely knackered because they've crunched it out and they've had to work 60-hour weeks and that's just not good for anybody. And, uh, and then what happens then is the game launches. We all know this. The game launches and it's just full of bugs and we get that huge day one patch to try and fix some of that. And then all the fans are pissed off and we end up with Battlefront 2 all over again. So off the bat, it's been delayed till next year, but it's not too bad. It's spring. So I'd rather wait until then and have a decent game. So that's the first thing. Now, the trailer. The trailer for this looks absolutely amazing. Like... Uh, I watched on YouTube the other day because when I saw this trailer, I was in a bit of a Star Wars vibe anyway, and uh, I thought, right, I'm into this now. I need to go and check out some some previous stuff on YouTube about the uh, the, the previous games. And uh, you know, I had I had a cup of tea, had the old Spark of Rebellion mug, had a bit of a brew, got comfortable, and I thought, right, I'm going to just immerse myself in some of the previous releases in the in the Lego Star Wars range. And there was a load, as you'd expect, there's loads of videos on YouTube where people have done uh, all the Lego Star Wars trailers over the years, from the very first one up to this one. And when you look at those trailers, for a start, they're quite short. Uh, there isn't many of them that are longer than sort of 45 seconds, I would say. And uh, they are quite cute, actually. And, um, and uh, But one thing that's really obvious is the graphics have come on a long way. I'll get into that in a second. But some of those older games... The trailers are very... They've, they've stuck to that kind of humorous formula where it's it's serious for a bit. They kind of emulate the feeling of the movies and then there'll be a cut and something funny will happen and then, and then they'll crack on again. They've still kept that same thing, but this trailer for the new one, it just, it's got an epic feel about it. Uh, just the way that they... And it feels like we're getting closer and closer to like the lines blurring between the the media and creative assets for the movies and the games if you look at some of those older trailers for these lego games then they use the sound they use the official soundtrack the john williams score that's there but it's um it's just there in the background really 
and uh, they rely on the the gameplay and the and the sort of humour to come through. Whereas this one, if you closed your eyes, you could almost be forgiven for thinking that this is a, a trailer for a film. It's um, I don't know, like the 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 soundtrack that they've used the music for it. I, I'm pretty sure they used this same music for the Rise of Skywalker when they were advertising that film in the run up to the, re- the release for that, and they were they were advertising for the not just the Rise of Skywalker, but this was like the 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 sort of curtain call for the Skywalker saga, and um, the music that they had for that trailer has got this really big, sort of epic, emotional wallop sort of. Um, music and they've used that same music in this trailer, and it it really does add to the um, to just the feeling of it. And when you finish watching the trailer, you're like, oh my god, it's um yeah, it's a bit of an emotional wallop. But but they they sort of intersperse it with this humour and stuff, which I was saying about. So uh, I'll stick a link to the trailer. If you, I assume that most of you have seen it by now. If not, then click the link in the show notes. Go and take a look. It's a great trailer, especially at around one minute fourteen seconds ish. It's um, that's when the music really sort of kicks up a notch and really hits you in the in the feels, and uh, it's really great. So, uh, so a few things I want to mention about the trailer, which looks, yeah, I mean, we could talk about the trailer and the show by itself, but first of all, first up, it is the most gorgeous looking Lego game we've had to date, without a doubt. It's the the cutscenes. There's a couple of little, couple of little snippets of gameplay in there. But mainly, it's just pre-rendered scenes. But it's all in engine. It's all it's all done in the new um, the engine that they've they progressed for this game, and it looks absolutely just gorgeous. And talking about that video that I watched the other day with the previous trailers, if you go back and watch the ones for the Lego Star Wars, which was which they aimed they included the prequels in that one for the first one, and then Lego Star Wars Two, the original saga, both of those games. They're cute as hell, and they they they're awesome games. But when you look at the, as expected, you know we're a, a generation or two ahead now. But the graphical fidelity of this new game is just on another level. It's uh, the the whole thing is in there. Like they've really polished up the character models, very fine little details. If you look at, there's a scene where Princess Leia is coming out of a the ship. And she's got her old hairdo on, you know, the buns on each side. She takes that off and puts her new sort of plastic uh, hair on. And you can see the little plastic joining lines from the moulds. Uh, and there's also a scene where uh, Luke is in his black uh, outfit from Return of the Jedi. He's doing something and when he lifts his arm up, there's a very faint little uh, plastic uh, stamp where it says copyright Lego which you would see on a physical figure if you bought that in, in the shop. So the, the amount of detail and just sort of the texture on the plastic of the figures as well, like Darth Vader's helmet and stuff, has got a very, very fine kind of matte finish to it. It's not just... Because in the older games, they didn't have the resources to do uh, that kind of thing that well. Every, everything was just sort of shiny Lego. But now everything's got like a, its own proper texture to it or... or it it's shiny as it always has been or whatever it just looks amazing and uh and talking of the gameplay there isn't there isn't much in the way of gameplay really there's a couple of little bits where it's in sort of third person mode and you think all oh, right that's probably what that would look like in game um but there's certainly no 
um, heads-up display or any UI for uh, for anything in-game. Uh, so we haven't seen any of that yet. There's no kind of specific gameplay stuff. This is all just... Uh, they've just recreated various scenes from all the different films uh, in, in the engine. Uh, but it does look great. Uh, and then some of the scenes that they have created from those films just look so good, like the Battle of Hoth, um, where Luke's going through Tatooine on his land speeder with 3PO and... Um, so even some of the uh, some of the newer stuff, um, like the scene with uh, Ray and Kylo Ren fighting on the uh, the, the ruins uh, in the Death Star with the ocean and everything, and the scenes with Han and Chewie in the Falcon. Some of the prequel stuff looks really good. The old Clone Wars stuff, uh, it, it's all on point. And when when they flip between these different scenes, um, they've also got the atmosphere of those different scenes down as well. So um, one of the funniest scenes actually is towards the end where Luke is in the Death Star with the Emperor in his chamber and the, the Emperor's up on his, um, uh, his level there and Luke's down below and they, uh, Luke's like, you know, I'm a, I'm a Jedi like my father before me and uh, Palpatine's like, so be it. But in that whole scene, there's no music on that bit. You've just got that ambient sound from inside the Death Star and the echo. It sound it all sounds like it did in the film. Uh, it's great stuff and um, yeah, just very very funny. Uh, one thing I do want to pick up on actually, uh, one thing that is is here and has been in the last few Lego games, not just for Star Wars, but some other games in the last couple of years, which haven't which haven't been uh, in the original games, is the the voice track for the characters. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of split people, really. Um, yeah, I've, I've chatted to a couple of people about this, and um, one, of my, one of my friends is very much like, oh, I don't care, you know, because cause in the, some of the older games, I think the last, the last Lego game that I played outside of Lego Star Wars was the uh, Lego Harry Potter films, and I think the, that was the last game where they just used the... The little mumbly sounds. So, when the characters interacted with each other in those earlier games, it was just like, hmm, hmm, hmm. you know, nobody actually spoke. It was just these little uh, sort of noises and, and mumbles and stuff. Uh, which is what some of the older uh, Star Wars Lego games uh, are like, obviously. But with this new one, they did it with the Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens and some other recent ones. It's, uh, I think, the Lego Batman games and Marvel Adventures. I think they've all got voice tracks. Uh, and Lord of the Rings Lego. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so what they've done is they kind of, they've, they've sort of added some extra budget so they can record all the voice lines separately. So you get like a really clean, a nice clean audio track. So because they've done that, I actually don't mind. Because don't get me wrong, I do like the old charm and that sort of quirkiness of the old sort of mumbly sounds they used to make in the older games. But... Uh, what they did with, with a couple of games, and I believe they did this with uh, Lego Force Awakens, and I'm pretty sure they did it with the Lego Hobbit game as well. What They, they captured um, uh, an audio, a snippet of audio, a vocal track from the film, and then cleaned it up as best they could. So, Because uh, in some of those scenes that they captured from the films, there's background music and stuff like that. So I'm not sure if the movie studios, if they did some... Uh, some uh, uh, extra audio vocal work at the end. They just sent them that. But I'm pretty sure that some of those audio captures are just vocals from the films and then they've been cleaned up as best they can to sort of raise the vocals and get try and get rid of the background noise and 
background music. And it kind of, it doesn't, it's, it's just a little bit sort of shoehorned in, it feels like, in some of those interim Lego games. It's not bad, don't get me wrong, but it's like a halfway house between the mumbles and having actual actors record proper lines like they have done in this one. So it sounds to me like Sam Whitworth's back to do The Emperor, probably Darth Maul as well, and a bunch of other voices. Um, but I can't place who's doing Luke at the moment. But anyway, uh, yeah, so there's a full-on proper proper voice tracks for this game, which is great. And then, uh, like I said, just to finish off on this one, the it's just f- so... F- <laughs> I was in stitches. Like, there was one scene where, um, like I mentioned, around 1 minute 14, there's a bit where Ray's... Um, uh, something about Ray and then that big emotional track... Um, big orchestral hit sort of comes in and it's uh, you get the subtitles that come up. Uh, you feel like the, the the trailer's ramping up to sort of this big thing, but then it suddenly cuts uh, as Han says, Chewy, uh, Chewy, uh, punch it. And then the music stops and he just gives 3PO like a massive slap and his head spins round. And he's like, not him. like you know. And then the music kicks back in. You're like Little things like that uh, are just so funny. And I think those are... Those are the things that you absolutely like above anything else in, in Lego games, especially Star Wars Lego uh, video games. Uh, whatever you do with like graphics, graphics engine, sound effects, and all that stuff, you've got to keep that um, kind of uh, the comedy value that has been there since the very beginning of these Lego Star Wars games. You've got to keep that there because without that, yeah, I just don't think they would be as successful as they has been so yep the the humorous comedy quirkiness to it is still there it's just all wrapped up in a really good looking really really nice looking um uh package uh and then as in terms of um characters we've got a reveal of at least some of the characters which will either be um part of the game when it launches or some of these will also be part of uh, dlc packs but we know that we are going to get some dlc which is great there are going to be six DLC packs in all, and uh, they're going to be um, a bunch of other. Um, uh, from what we know so far, they're going to be just character packs. Uh, I don't think they're going to be because um, um, in some of the previous, uh, I think Star Wars: the, the Force Awakens, that Lego game. Uh, I'm pretty sure we got like an extra couple of missions and stuff, or we got like some extra stuff that you could do. Um, uh, within the within those um, those DLCs, but I think for this one, um, I th- I'm pretty sure uh, that the DLC packs that are coming are just character um, packs that you can that you can download and play as those characters within the game. Um, so uh, let me see if I can find it. Yes, so uh, the first um, two packs that we're going to get are the Mandalorian both seasons one and season two uh the third dlc is going to be for rogue one the fourth one is going to be for the solo film which is very cool uh the fifth one is going to be classic characters so these are from the previous lego star wars games uh and batch number six uh sorry dlc number six is going to be the bad batch which looks very very cool so they're the dlcs that are going to come up um i imagine trickle feeding shortly after the games come out and the versions of the game that you can buy, you can obviously buy the standard 
the standard version of the game. Uh, but they've also got like a couple of um, uh, exclusive uh, deluxe editions. Uh, we haven't seen any of these details for uh, the UK or the European market, but certainly in the US and Canada and so on, you'll be able to get a really nice um, uh, slip cover. So the deluxe edition over there, it's got uh, some characters without their Lego helmets on, um, without the slip cover, and then the slip cover's got uh, the helmet. So when you take it on and off, it looks like you're taking the helmet off, blah, blah, blah. Um, you've also got the um, a little exclusive minifigure as well, which looks kind of cute. It's little Luke in his farm boy outfit, and he's got a little glass of blue milk, and across his mouth he's got some some blue milk there, which looks really cool. And, uh, and there's also going to be... Um, so you get the base game, you get the exclusive minifigure, and you get the character collection bundle pack, uh, which includes those six packs that I was talking about. Uh, and these... Uh, yeah, so we don't know when this is coming out. It's coming out in spring next year. The other thing that we do know is a bunch of characters that are going to launch uh, that will be available as you play through the game. And I'm not going to read them all out because there's 121, which is crazy. But I'm just going to pick out a few which look really cool. So we have um, Anakin from all three prequel films plus Geonosis Anakin. We've got uh, Asaka Tano, uh, ATAT pilot. Um, we've got BB 8, Boba Fett, 3PO, different versions. Uh, we've got a couple of different versions of Chewie, Clone Troopers, Count Dooku. Uh, we've got little Dio, which is cute. Uh, all the ones that you'd expect Darth Maul, Darth Vader. Uh, Palpatine, got a bunch of Ewoks we got a few different versions of Finn uh, General Hux Grievous, uh, Greedo about six different versions of Han Solo Jabba the Hutt uh, obviously Jar Jar Binks, it wouldn't be a game without Jar Jar uh, we've got Kurok from the Knights of Ren which is cool uh, a few different versions of Kylo Ren Lando, Luke Skywalker, about seven different versions of Luke uh, Windu, uh, different versions of Obi-Wan uh, Plo Koon, Poe Dameron, uh, obviously Princess Leia, Qui-Gon Jinn, the whole lot, Rebel Pilots, uh, Rey, obviously, Scout Trooper, Snow Troopers, Tusken Raiders, Yoda's in it, obviously, uh, Zori Bliss. So a bunch of characters there to get cracking. I don't think all of them will be unlocked just when you first start playing the game, but uh, you'll be able to unlock those characters and, and crack on. So that's Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. I hope that's filled you in on some of the details if you weren't uh, privy to that stuff already. And uh, like I said, no date on release yet, but it is going to land in spring next year. Uh, right, the next bit of Star Wars gaming stuff, which did look kind of interesting to me. Now, Star Wars Squadrons. I've not been sort of hyped up for this too much. I'll be honest with you. Uh, it's no secret I spoke about that like a month or so ago when Mark and I first saw the um, the announcement and then the 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 initial launch trailer, uh, or the initial teaser, sorry, that went out. And now they've dropped a uh, a new trailer, which is about the... It's, um, it's the, the single-player campaign, essentially. It's the... Um, well, uh, it's a snippet from the single-player campaign. Uh, it's got... The um, it starts off with a very cool kind of um, uh, sort of narrated sort of advert for the New Republic. Uh, it's a bit of a um, it's a bit like one of those old military sort of join the army um, adverts 
uh, a tad sort of cheesy, a little bit sort of in your face. Uh, it reminds me a lot of um, anyone that's seen Starship Troopers. Um, it reminds me a lot of those uh, adverts that you saw playing on all the screens throughout the film and stuff. It's got that very, very American military kind of feel to it. Anyway, it's uh, Princess Leia trying to get you to, uh, to to join the New Republic as a pilot uh, with Imperial Squadron. And, um, yeah, so a few things... That I've, before I get onto that, yeah, like I was saying... I'm in two minds about this game. Even when the initial teaser launched, I felt like it, and I I still feel the same now. In that, the game itself looks very cool. It does look like a very cool game. In terms of gameplay, uh, it's like they've taken the the stuff that they did in Battlefront 2 with the Starfighter stuff, and they've sort of upped it a little bit. You can tell that the cockpit interiors are, are newly done. They all look really nice. Uh, the gameplay's tweaked a bit. So it kind of looks similar to, to the, the BF2 stuff, but it, uh, it's like they've, just, they've, they've taken it up a notch, which I think is really needed, because if you're going to have a game where you spend your entire time uh, flying ships and having dogfights and, and all that stuff, it's, uh, you need it to be looking and performing as best as it can. So that's very cool. My only reservation with it, my only thing, quote-unquote, is... Um, I just can't see, unless they're doing something really crazy with the multiplayer that we don't know about yet, or they've got a sort of a, a big lineup of DLCs um, in in the plan. I just can't see this one having much longevity. That's my only thing with it. I feel like it's the for me. Well, like I said, until they release a bunch more details about it, at the moment for me, it looks like one of those games that. I'm just really not fussed about picking up on launch on day one, but I'll probably pick it up when it's on sale. Uh, yeah, so you, probably some listeners are like, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's going to be amazing. And I'm sure, you know, like I said, once we see some more details about the whole game, so what they plan to do with the story and if there's any end game content and what they're doing with multiplayer and stuff, then I might change my mind. So, but as it stands right now, it kind of looks cool. I just can't see, I just can't see me firing this game up all the time and coming back to it like I did with Battlefront Two or something like Destiny or uh, Apex, you know, Division, those type of games. And I'm not saying it should be like those type of games, but I just can't see the longevity there for me. Anyway, however, uh, the trailer that they've just launched, uh, they've just uh, released, looks very, very cool. The the opening bit, like I said, is the it's like an advert uh, narrated by Leia. And it's got some really nice little nods to the to A New Hope, actually. Like, they haven't got any video footage from the film. They've just recreated it in, like, a sort of vector, infographic-y uh, style. You see the trench run and Luke Skywalker firing the torpedoes. And uh, then you see Palpatine and the fall of the Empire. But there's, the Empire is still out there. All the big uh, Star Destroyers and all that stuff all that stuff's really really nice and like I said it feels a bit like those old we need you man pointing from a poster kind of thing uh, the other interesting thing is that they've um, they've not been shy around the VR stuff with this as well which is good you don't really see that too much these days VR games are still in my opinion a bit niche 
it's not sort of mass market just yet, but it's very cool that in a Star Wars game, at least they're they're pushing some of that. So um, you get to see stuff from a slightly different uh, POV for the the VR stuff, which looks great. Uh, and it's like I said, gameplay wise, it does look very cool. It does look like a good uh, a good way to sort of waste a couple of hours, just sort of blasting away in the world of Star Wars. That's the other thing I was going to say. It also feels very Star Warsy. And uh, yeah, I'll explain what I mean by that. So there are some games that have, that have come out within the Star Wars universe that haven't, there's a couple of them that just haven't felt like Star Wars. And that's the thing with Star Wars games. I don't mean to sound too pretentious here, but with, with certain Star Wars games, they're kind of, their success is based on not whether the graphics are pretty or not whether... Uh, you know the gameplay loop is going to keep you glued to it for hours on end sometimes it's just certain things that come together like the atmosphere of the game the sound effects the music and uh, and the pacing of the game when you get that right and it, and it and it literally feels like you're in a star wars film then that can be the best feeling as a as a star wars gamer and there's been there've been some games over the years that have absolutely done that uh, in my opinion the one that's done that in recent years is actually Battlefront 1. So with Battlefront 1, even when that very first logo comes in in the loading screen before you've even got to the the main menu, just the music that they that that plays in there that sort of um uh it's not fully uh, is it John Williams score at the beginning I can't remember. Um but there's a there's um uh, some John Williams music that plays uh, either as their logo loads up or or just afterwards and uh, throughout the game they they kind of swap in and out of the original score the original John Williams music and also some extra music that composer Gordy Harb worked up for it as well I think Gordy Harb did a bunch of stuff on the Jedi Fallen Order game as well he's a great composer very very good um, and he gets it he absolutely gets that whole John Williams style so for me, when Battlefront 1 loads up and then you're in the menus and just as you're playing through the game and the UI design for the, the, the HUD and, and all that, it just feels, especially OT, Battlefront 1 to me, it feels really original trilogy. Um, and I still love that game. Uh, even though in terms of um, gameplay content and what's in there, obviously Battlefront 2 far outweighs that, but... For me, yeah, Battlefront 1 just feels really Star Warsy. And going back to some of those older games that really capture that, so things like um, Knights of the Old Republic, uh, Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, th- those types of games for me, they just absolutely nail the, the feeling of Star Wars. Now, this game so far does look like it, it, it does that. It definitely has that feel to it. Uh, with the music and they've got like the... The, the engine sounds of the ships and the blasters and stuff and and all that it definitely does feel that way so I'm hoping that they 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 at the moment is for me it's going to come down to what they can do with the story and because um, the the whole thing around you play as rival squadrons between uh, the rebellion and the, and the the empire and stuff uh, that's that whole side of things looks great and so on uh, and we've got some really cool characters as well pop up in the trailer. We see Wedge, which is really nice. We see Hera. Um, 
Sindula uh, from, from Star Wars Rebels. So we've got some cool names in there and whatnot, but it's cool that you're, you're playing as, um, as like an up-and-coming pilot, if you like, which is great. You're not just dropped in as immediately as like Han Solo or Luke or anything like that. So that's very cool as well. And um, yeah, I guess it will just come down to what's going to be in the game. I know that sounds like an obvious thing, but so far we haven't really seen the meat on the bones, if you like. We've just seen um, like a very short introduction to what would be one of the single player campaigns and so on, uh, which in itself sounds um, uh, uh, sounds pretty good. It's, um, uh, it's one of the... Um, uh, the Imperial Squadron, uh, they've been assigned to go to the... Um, they need to go and get a spy, basically. That somewhat, a spy's been captured uh, in the Hosnian Prime um, uh, area, which is the capital of the New Republic. They, they've been sent off there to go and retrieve a spy and so on. So off the bat, it sounds like a... You know, it's not a typical, here's a bunch of AT-ATs in the snow, you're going to be an X-Wing for a while, and then you're going to have a snow speed, only going to take it, you know recreating those battles and stuff that's that's all great but you know in a bit like we were asking for before jedi fallen order came out we really want something sort of new and you know a new character a new sort of take on what's happening within the universe so that's my thoughts on squadrons i think it has the potential to be a great game if the content is there if the content is there and they can stretch it out with some dlc and also make the multiplayer worthwhile to come back to that's the thing you know with with some multiplayer games slightly different to the battlefront games because they were focused on multiplayer even battlefront 2 with the single player campaign that was included really it was still sort of a multiplayer focused game whereas this one feels like it's potentially half and half feels like the single player game is a big part of it but yeah i think in order to keep players coming back they're going to have to do something pretty sweet with the multiplayer so hopefully they'll do that um, and we shall see. So I'm hoping for another trailer or two, at least, between now and next month when the game launches. I think the game is out, uh, when is it? Um, October 2nd. Uh, so not too far for that as well, so just under a month, which is good. And uh, one thing's for sure, one of us will pick it up. Either myself or Mark will get it, so we'll give you our full thoughts and rundowns on it anyway. So don't worry about that. So that is Star Wars Gameage, um, and that's all I've got for you this week. There's a bunch of other stuff that's sort of simmering away in our news pile, but I'll wait for Mark to come back next week before we um, before we crack on with that stuff, because I think that warrants um, some decent conversation between the two of us. Uh, but I think I'm going to wrap there, dudes, for episode 72. Thank you guys for uh, popping back to Spark of Rebellion. Thanks for tuning in for another week. It's been uh, great to um, get some thoughts out of my head and into a microphone about the the upcoming Star Wars games. Uh, both of them looking very, very cool. I must admit, I'm obviously, as you can tell, leaning towards uh, the Lego Skywalker Saga game at the moment. Uh, for me, that feels like that's going to have just so much content to get stuck into it looks like a huge game so 
So that's going to be good. And uh, I'm not writing off squadrons, don't get me wrong. Just at the moment, it just feels like it's a bit of a... Uh, a bit of a take it or leave it for me so we'll see what happens over the next month if we get any more news and details and and uh, trailers and whatnot and uh, if we do then of course we will talk about them here on the show and and link to them in the show notes and whatnot but yeah thank you for uh, for popping along for um, some gaming stuff it's great to be able to still talk about Star Wars gaming news uh, I would love to be able to talk about more gaming news but I think we're going to have to wait a few years for that, for EA to dump the license and uh, or to Disney to dump EA, get rid of them, and uh, let's get the Star Wars license out to some some other game studios and see what they can do. But until then, it's uh, these games do look pretty sweet actually. So until next week for episode seventy three, when hopefully Mark and myself will be back chatting about all things Star Wars remember to subscribe to our show on whatever podcast app you get your podcasts on if you're sitting there going through Apple Podcasts or Spotify and you think hmm, yeah actually I really like that Star Wars podcast I listened to the other day Spark Rebellion I'm going to give them a sub yeah, yeah yeah I'm going to give them a sub then we'd love for you to do that that'd be awesome uh, you can head over to the website sparkofrebellion.com all of our shows on there uh, or if you go to uh, forward slash listen there are links to go off to the various podcast apps and networks uh, we'd love to have you as a subscriber so you don't miss a show when they land every Saturday. We're on the socials too, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, come and give us a like and a follow over there. Uh, we post cool little bits of news and upcoming stuff uh, and general bants over there uh, in between uh, shows each week. So come and give us a, a like and get a follow over there. And uh, a few people have asked about Discord. Uh, are we going to do a Discord server? Um We've not really thought about that too much, to be honest with you. We'll, Mark and I will chat about that and see uh, and see about that. But it would be cool, and we'll let you guys know uh, if that's on the cards. So uh, we'll keep you in a loop about that, obviously. Uh, also, thank you very much to our current patrons who support the show. We love you guys. If you want to be a, a supporter of the show, then have a, head over to patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion. You can jump on to the uh, the patreon stuff from a dollar upwards we'd love to have you as a as a supporter we put everything back into the show so that would be amazing too right i think i've waffled on for long enough thank you again so much for tuning in we'll see you next week until then take care of yourselves stay healthy and may the force be with you always always